You're listening to the Jazz Violin Podcast number 26, and today I'm chatting to Bastian Rubo. Always, uh, you can support me and the podcast on Patreon. You find that at uh, patreon.com forward slash jazz violin podcast. Or just Google it or follow the link in the little description of this episode. When you become a patron of the podcast on Patreon, you get things like little extra episodes every month. You get uh, access to full videos of um, interviews and just other random stuff. Go check it out. Some pretty great stuff on there. And uh, got an ever-growing list of patrons who I really appreciate. I can't say that enough. I really do appreciate you guys. Thanks so much for helping. Okay, so today I'm chatting to Bastien Ribot. He is a violinist based in Paris, plays with the RP Quartet, who you can probably hear playing underneath my dulcet tones right now. Uh, we had a great chat over Skype, and uh, yeah, hope you enjoy. I just want to say that my English is really not so good. So, uh, <laughs> oh my it, word! It's, it will be very funny, you know. Yeah, well, it's going to be better than my French for sure. Uh, maybe, but mm, <laughs> not so. Thing is, in in the UK, so you never get, better. you don't really get taught to like learn languages. You don't. It's not in school. They don't really make much of an emphasis on it. It's sort of like. They're like, ah, you can do that if you want, but everyone speaks English. It's pretty bad, you know. We're all just a bit, mm-hmm. a bit stupid. There you go. Um, well, thanks for uh, thanks for chatting to me, Bastien. I say your name, Bastien. Bastien uh, in French, Bastien. Yeah. Bastien. Okay. Yeah. It's like Sebastian. Yes. Uh, but uh, with, without the first uh, syllable. Yeah. yeah. So um, maybe. You wouldn't mind telling me how you first started playing the violin? Sorry. How did you start um, playing the violin? Classical, uh, classical music was when I was young. I, I was six, and uh, I have a, a musician's family. Ah. A, my father is an organ player. Yeah. Uh, and sister pianist. My mother sings, uh, and she played the the cello too. Ah, okay. So they so they know how to how to learn music, and they did they did they start how, did they start you off in a music school? 
Ja, uh, ja zij, zij nog hou te leren muziek, maar er uh, was altijd muziek uh, in de in, in de in de house. Ja. Yeah. You know, What sort uh, of music? Uh, classic, classic, classical music. Yeah. Uh, always. Yeah. Um, yeah. So did you did you go to a specialist music school? Uh, cons- uh, conservatory, conservatory, like conservatory, yeah. Uh, like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From from a young age. Uh, yeah. 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 In Toulouse, in the south of France. Uh huh. And you're not from Paris, no? You're from no, Toulouse. No. Okay. Yeah, I'm from Toulouse. Yeah. Okay. And um, so, when did you start? Getting into jazz music. I was uh, eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah, okay. eighteen. Yeah. I started to uh, listen jazz music just before that and trying to do some things with a jazz teacher. But I, 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 I was uh, having lessons with him uh, just uh, three or four times uh, in a year, so uh-huh. it was just uh, like uh, initiations. Was it like an extra thing as part of music school? Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Okay. And um, so, like the first jazz that you heard, was that? What was that? Uh, <laughs> or not? You know, you don't have to tell it me was, exactly. It, it, yeah. It, it was. I think it was Stefan Grappelli because my parents uh, wanted to to show me what what can be uh, the 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 what. What can be the the violin in jazz? Yeah, the sound of the violin in jazz. So uh, there was always to- talking to me about uh, Stefan Grappelli. Uh, yeah. So. So, uh, and but after I dis- uh, I I started with uh, listening uh, Bieri Lagren and DJ Lockwood. Yeah. DJ Lockwood for the fusion music and uh, yeah. with an uh, electric electric sound and. Yeah. And uh, Bieri Lagren with Florin in uh, Gypsy Project. Uh, yeah. It was uh, for me the the two uh, biggest uh, influences. Uh, yeah. For me. Yeah. Um, uh, so what? So Didier was a uh, from the, from quite early on was quite a big influence. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah yeah it's a big influence for uh, because uh, he he. After that, he he, he became uh, my, my my teacher. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so wait, what? So just before we get to that, like, you found you started listening to jazz. You heard a bit of Stefan Grappelli, and then, um, how did you go about learning that music, and how did you start start the yeah. journey in, so into it? I uh, I started to play in. Uh, in a French songs uh, band in the south of France when I was uh, 18. Yeah. And the guitarist of the, the band uh, said to me that, uh, ah, you have to play with uh, other guitarists, uh, like uh, uh, gypsy jazz guitarists. Yeah. Uh, you have to meet some people. And, he, and then uh, I started to play with other guitarists yeah. in Toulouse. Mm-hmm. And I, I met a uh, uh, lot of uh, gypsy, uh, gypsy guys. Yeah. Like uh, the first was Chiquito Lambert, after mm-hmm. Steve Lafon, mm-hmm. after Angelo Debar yeah. when he was coming in Toulouse. And uh, I was uh, playing with, with a lot of uh, gypsy guys, and it was 
And the way I was uh, uh, learning this kind of music was uh, to make lots of, co of concerts and sometimes I didn't know, know what was the tune. Yeah. And you just have to listen and you take a chorus. Mm -hmm. But And the next concert, you start to play uh, the melody, etc. Yeah. Et yeah. 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 I think that I've learned in that same way and sometimes I find that I like only half know melodies like I you know I'll, there'll be so many songs that I've learned on a gig and then it gets to like when I actually come to like maybe it's always like the B section and you're like actually you know what I learned this from this guy <laughs> who maybe didn't know the B section so now I don't know the B section do you ever find that yeah it's um the best way to learn the melody is to listen to uh, singers yeah. like yeah. Ella Fitzgerald, Louis Armstrong. Yeah. Yeah. Frank yeah. Sinatra. Yeah. Yeah. Once you've heard, once you've heard it sung a couple of times, the melody, yeah, it makes a lot more sense, eh? Yeah. Um, okay, so you were playing in with different bands in Toulouse and mm. doing a lot of jamming and learning on the gig. But when did yeah. you, when did you decide that like that was what you really wanted to do? I guess to focus on playing uh, jazz on the violin. Uh, I did. I didn't decide. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you don't decide that. Uh, it's just uh, it's yeah. like an obsession. You know? yeah, uh, yeah. You start to play, but it's not so good. So you have to, to you have to perform. You have to to um, practice, and you have to be better and better. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, but it's, it's it just, happened, just yeah. an, uh, like an obsession. And when I was in Toulouse, I was I was student uh, in uh, you know in dire, informatic um, pro programming. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. It was a passion uh, yeah. programming on yeah. computer yeah. <laughs> before, but yeah. after the music began to be big, the the passion start to to be bigger and bigger and bigger. And after I just forget uh, programming and just. Uh, focus on playing but I didn't I didn't decide uh, decide yes yeah, that's interesting I think you what's funny about like programming it's pretty similar to music isn't it that like you actually just have to be obsessed with it if you're gonna if you're gonna do it and that's the same with music right like everybody I yeah. know who's a computer programmer everything they, just, yeah. they can't help everything it. is obsession yeah, when yeah. you are programming yeah, sometimes you have three 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 lines of code yeah. and you don't you don't Sometimes you can you can spend uh, three hours on it uh, just to to make it uh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you? I guess would you say that you've got like a, a mathematical brain? Yeah. But the music, you have the mathematic. Sure. Uh, but you have a, a very big part of emotion. Yeah, for sure. A very big part. Of emotion uh, relationship with other people which i guess may be missing from coding after the uh to be better you have to uh, interest uh, to be interested by uh, jazz like but not not only gypsy gyps, gypsy jazz jungle or not you, you have to to listen other musicians like uh, yeah charlie parker john coltrane and, and after you have a lot of uh, I, I, I uh, always, I'm all, always speaking about the saxophonist, yeah, because uh, it's melodic instrument, yeah, like the violin, yeah, uh, and after you, you can hear uh, uh, Michael Breaker, and, yeah, and uh, I was uh, learning at the DJ local school, 
Yeah. And then I started to uh, learn uh, harmony and uh, the modes, uh, yeah. the, uh, everything yeah. in uh, theory. Yes. Uh, I, I learned a lot of theories thing in the Gigi Lockwood school and in rhythm too. Ah, okay. Yeah. So when when did you go? When did you start at the Didier Lockwood school? I was I was uh, twenty. You enjoyed that? Yeah, well, it was uh, yeah, it was crazy because we was living uh, with other students in the yeah. same apartment, and uh, we was always always uh, speaking about music, about yeah. uh, jazz, and uh, yeah, it's yeah. like a, like. A, uh, Harry Potter school, uh, but with <laughs> uh, with musicians. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's, there's like there's a lot. I guess there's a lot of violinists there, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is uh, DJ DJ Lockwood. Well, of course, yeah. <laughs> so you have. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it's of really course, interesting because uh, there's not many places, especially. I mean, there's none in the UK, but there's probably none in. There's not many in the rest of Europe, right? Yeah. Uh, where it's like a jazz violin school or it's a place that started by a jazz violinist. Yeah. And especially in, uh, in, in France, you have a, a, a big, uh, a big culture of jazz violin because yeah. of uh, Stéphane Grappelli, Didier Locou, Jean-Luc Ponty. Yeah. And I don't know why, but a lot of, uh, a lot of people are playing jazz violin in yeah. France and, uh, and with, a uh, great uh, great level yeah no i know it's it's it's, it's crazy actually yeah it's france has just become the place for for jazz violin yeah and in every town yeah uh, you, yeah you, you can find a, a incredible uh, jazz violinist yeah. yeah and it seems like i don't know because i have some french family and people sort of just accept the violin as a jazz instrument a lot more than they do perhaps in the rest of the world because, you know, in the UK, if you say, oh, I'm a jazz violinist, people are just like, what, what's that? Like, I don't understand what that <laughs> actually is. But, you know, I mean, I mean some, you know, Grappelli became quite famous in the UK, of course. Like, when he came over, he lived here a little bit. But So there's a little bit of it. But, you know, people can, people can only think of Grappelli. They can't think of anything else. Um, yeah. They, but you know, in the south of France, we we was playing for a lot of uh, uh, Eng, uh, English weddings uh, because there are a lot of English yeah, there's so many uh, man. people in the, in the, uh, near Toulouse, you know, yeah. in, uh, in the south of France, uh, yeah, the southwest, you know, and and uh, every everyone uh, knows uh, Stéphane Grappelli, and uh, a lot of people. Uh, was coming to me and saying, "Yeah, you you play in a Grappelli, Stefan Grappelli style. Yeah, great, yeah. Uh, John Gorenard, Stefan Grappelli." And we was uh, yeah. uh, more than uh, more than French people. Oh, really? That's funny. Yeah, we well, you know what it is. It's older generation saw Stefan Grappelli play on Parkinson. Do you know what Park? Have you ever heard of that? You probably have if you've played at English weddings. Because if if I play in an English wedding, there's always going to be one guy who comes up and they'll tell me the same story that about Grappelli when he had to play naked. Have you heard that story? No. Oh, man, well, I don't want to be that guy, but, like, if you're ever playing a gig in the UK, basically Grappelli was on the Parkinson show, which is like a, was a show in the 80s, and he was, like, he basically told this story about when he had to play at a nudist 
party once. And every time you play a gig at a wedding or anywhere, there'll always be one person who'll come up and be like, oh, you know what? There's a really funny story I heard about Grappelli. And you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. He played naked. No worries. (laughs) (laughs) I never heard the story. Well, I think that's a really, maybe it's a really, it's just because of Parkinson. I think the story is that he just uh, was, um, they got booked to play at this nudist event. Oh. Well, what they thought was a nudist event, and they were like, "You got to all play naked, but don't worry, everyone else is going to be naked." So they got there, and they were behind the curtain, getting ready to play, and they're all naked. And <laughs> Django was fine because obviously he had his guitar in front of him. But Grappelli, you got to play like you know what I mean. You got to play with your holding your <laughs> violin up. You've got you're not you're not hiding anything. And then basically the curtains opened, and everyone else in the audience was wearing clothes. That's the story. So, uh, but yeah, there we go. I've just done. I've just done the thing. I've. That's pretty much. The, I've. I've been told. I don't even think I've even seen the Parkinson show. I've just seen. I've just had people tell me that story because they've seen it on the Parkinson show. Anyway, um, so it'd be interesting to know about your, um, yeah, like your your style and how you developed it and uh, and yeah, yeah where it comes from basically your style of playing yeah you you have to know that uh, i'm uh, i'm crazy about about uh, charlie parker ah. that was the the big uh, the biggest uh, shock for me yeah uh, charlie parker yeah and the the, the, the way he, he he was playing the the yeah the the, the music he he had in his head yeah it's everything for me is uh, for me, is that that is the essence of jazz more than any violinist I heard. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. You know, it's, it's it's a common theme for like violinists, especially who play in a somewhat more modern or more like straight ahead jazz way, to take stuff from sax players and to just have to move away from the violin sort of early on, listening to violinists all the time. Yeah, but I think I think I think that. Uh, Charlie Parker, you you can find a lot of trumpet player or pianist or, or piano player who who will say the same thing. That yeah. Because it, yeah, it's there is something really special with with Bird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I I I, I have uh, heard the, what what you are saying that a lot of violinists are inspired by, by saxophone player because because there, there are no. No uh, modern jazz by violin. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not not so many uh, people are yeah. playing. Yeah, basically, but, like if you want to start playing bebop, you know, yeah. everybody, everybody. If you're a sax player, you just go and look at the history books and go, right, well, who's a bebop sax player? Yeah, but and you go nice, but there there wasn't really anyone doing that on the violin, right? Yeah, because the bebop the. The bebop is is a, a style that you have to play with a drummer. Yeah. And and the violin and drum. Uh, I try. I continue to try uh, yeah. to play with the drummers, but but violin and drum is really difficult. And when you are playing just with guitars and bass player, yeah. it's like magic. You know? Yeah. The sound of the violin is perfect. Yeah. For that's that's aesthetic. I'm with you there. I find it really. I think it's, it can be quite a difficult thing. I imagine there's a lot of people who listening who would, who feel the same. And 
there's like a frustration that you perhaps get because you listen to all this jazz, right? And you're like, oh man, I want to, I want to be swinging along with a with a rhythm yeah. section. And then you go to the gig and you turn up and you're really loud, and then you sort you don't it doesn't feel like a violin anymore. And then so then you turn down, and then it sort of then you can't hear anything. It's just it's a problem. It's a problem. If yeah, you that's true. That's true. But but you have to to make with <laughs> because. Because the violin, the violin is is an acoustic instrument, a string yeah. acoustic instrument, and if you want to play jazz, it's better to play with acoustic uh, jazz musicians. Yeah, yeah, you can play with piano player, but but with the drum, it's a the 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 level of the 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 je sais pas comment dire le volume the volume yeah yeah the volume of the of the uh, yeah of the instruments is like uh, when you play with guitar it's acoustic guitar is here and when we, we play with a drummer and saxophone it's yeah. like here yeah. and uh, yeah it's it's very difficult you can play electric violin like yeah. Didi, uh, Jean-Luc Ponty Didi Lockwood they, yeah. were, they was playing electric violin you yeah. can do that uh, I do that sometimes yeah. and uh, it works yeah. you have to work your sound with a uh, electric things and uh, find something that you that you like and yeah but that yeah yeah, yeah. I, I know it's uh you, you are, it's a big uh, frustration but it's, it's like a, you sort of when you as soon as you start as soon as you plug in a pickup this you know on your bridge i get do you find that it's it's basically it's like a different instrument right in a lot of ways yeah yeah and um last year i saw a uh, um a student in CMDL because I, 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 I'm a teacher now yeah. in, uh, in the digital local school and uh, 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 a student uh, uh, really a great uh, violin uh, uh, player she, she is uh, incredible with the sound of it so yeah uh, uh, at the, uh, the um, exam yeah. uh, exam yeah. uh, at the end of the year she she was playing uh, ballads with uh, an acoustic sound with a DPA yeah. microphone DPA uh, with an acoustic sound perfect yeah, yeah. ballad like uh, it was yeah it was really great and after the, they was playing um, uh, they played uh, like uh, something fusion yeah. you know with a you know in a, in a, in seven okay seven, and then she t- she takes a, an electric violin. Yeah. It's, she just changed her. Yeah. <laughs> she, she put down the, he, his acoustic violin and she takes the, the electric. And that was, a, th- that makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah. she changed and the sound, uh, the sound is not the, is not the same. And uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. that's, and after that, I just uh, take out my, my pickup. Huh? <laughs> Uh, and uh, and I take a electric violin to play with a drummer. Ah, okay. Then you don't have the wood of the instrument. You don't have any frustration because you are playing uh, a plastic instrument. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So you just are you just are playing uh, with the amp and your pedals. Okay. Yeah, that actually makes sense. I guess it like changes something in your brain. Yeah. Of you're, course. You're not thinking. Because... Why does this not sound like a violin? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because it's not a violin. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, man. That's that's, that's a re- that's a you know I've never actually thought about it like that. And actually, 
don't know. I've always just felt like, hey, I don't like the, I don't like the electric violin. But that's a, that's an interesting, uh, interesting yeah. point. Uh, every guitar, every guitar players uh, are doing the same. Was when they are playing with a Stratocaster? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. I, yeah, they are not uh, asking themselves if uh, it's a real guitar. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's true. It's, uh, I guess the, the, I guess the uh, the violins just got such a, a a history of being an acoustic instrument, and it's such a good acoustic instrument, and mm. it's got classical music behind it. There's a lot of tradition there that people don't like to change. So you get as a violinist, you probably People feel embarrassed to play an electric, you know, but it mm. shouldn't be the case. I, I agree with you. We should just embrace it, you know. Mm. Um, yeah. So, but you know, your so your your style of playing is uh, it, it's you say it's influenced by Parker, but it'd be yeah. interesting to just hear your thoughts on the technique of jazz violin playing and how you go about doing what you do. Do you? play with light a light bow a little bit like Didier in that, in mm -hmm. that style maybe if you wouldn't mind elaborating on how how you play and, and how you teach I guess as well yeah it's difficult because uh, the way I play it uh, <laughs> is a long story <laughs> that's good unfortunately I, I will say the same thing that uh, Didier Locuz was always saying there it's that when you when you you play with really short bow, mm -hmm. you you can be very straight on time. And if you want to play something uh, technically really really uh, complex, uh, you you have to to be very precise. And and the sensation if you put a long bow, mm -hmm. you, you are losing the sensation with the ground, the sensation with the ground. But if you take if you put just short bow. You just you don't have to move so so much uh -huh. so so the sensation with the ground can be more important and your your body will be uh, more relaxed. Yeah, that's a lot of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of thing about how why we uh, you have to to play with short bows yeah. to be uh, to be in time. But that's for something uh, hard to play. Uh -huh. <laughs> for the expression, of course, you have to to find uh, uh, the sound uh, that you like on yeah. the violin. Hey, you, you can put a lot. Of, uh, you can put what you want. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but technically, uh, I never work on it. It's it's just that uh, it's. Uh, uh, you just have to realize uh, it uh, when when you are uh, trying something on stage uh, yeah. and uh, and you realize that uh, it's not so so good and you have to to do better mm -hmm. the next concert. So. Yeah, it's like trial and error, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, there's, there's there is I guess there's like a sort of French sound now. It seems like, like I don't know, like uh, that that style of playing with short bows, mm -hmm. um, and it sort of feels like it comes a little bit from Grappelli, and then Didier and and Jean Luc have sort of done their own versions of it. But there's something really just sounds French, you know. 
it's like the beginnings of like a French like school of playing, right? I, oh, I, feel I, like... I, I think I think that you are right because uh, I uh, well, one day a friend, a Brazilian friend of me, uh, yeah. uh, showed me a, a record of a, a Brazilian singer. Yeah, I heard a, a violin a solo, a violin in one tune. And I said that uh, I, I was hearing something uh, French, you know, yeah. like uh, yeah, I was hearing something with the style of uh, Didier, yeah. Jean-Luc Pontigny, and, uh, and I said, no, this violin is, is a French violin. <laughs> and she said, no, no. I, and we take the, 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 the CD and we are looking at yeah. the name of the violin. And that was uh, Nicolas um, Krasik. Okay. Uh, fr- French guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. So yeah, I, 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 you, you are really right when you are saying that uh, there is a French sound. Yeah, that, like there is a, there is an American sound of yeah. the violin. If yeah, you, are, if you hear, uh, Billy Contreras. Uh, yeah. every every uh, yeah. every uh, fiddlers. Yeah. Of Nashville, uh, they, are, they are incredible uh, musicians. Yeah, but they sound yeah. they sound yeah, it's different, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And uh, do you think that is something to do with bow, or do you think it's something? Is, is there language in there, like musical language that's French, or do you think it's do you think it's technique? No, I think that you. Uh, no, it's the influence is between musicians only. Yeah. Because if you see a friend, a friend of you playing in front of you, uh, you you will uh, have in your uh, that in your head uh, yeah. all, all night. You know, yeah. all night you are <laughs> thinking about what your friend was was doing uh, yeah. this uh, at this concert or this jam yeah. session, and the influence is really biggest than only seeing a video in YouTube or yeah. just uh, take one lesson with a guy in the yeah. other side of the planet. It's a, yeah, when you are living with these yeah. musicians, uh, the, this, this kind of influence can be uh, really, really big. Yeah, and you sort of influence each other and create this thing. Yeah, 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 yeah of course. Yeah, I guess that, I guess it probably, I guess maybe it does come from the fact that there is like a, a culture of, of jazz violin in in France or you know in Paris, because then like you said you can there's there's maybe there's you maybe see each other <laughs> like you said you you see each other play you play with each other you jam yeah you work it out and like you said you're together now if you look at somewhere that's not got a culture of jazz violin let's say I don't know I'm actually I don't want to say anywhere because people might take that personally but somewhere you know the UK doesn't have a massive culture of of, of violin and everyone sort of spread out. You know there are there are violinists, but everyone's spread out. No one really spends any time with each other, and there's no there's, so there's no uniform. There's nothing. Yeah, it's, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I I remember I have a lot of sessions. You know, at home with other violinists. Yeah. Uh, I I really often do that with a friend of mine, just uh, with two violins, and we accompany just with uh, the. And G and D strings like uh, yeah. little chords, yeah. and we play standards. Uh, yeah. Like, and yeah, so uh, yeah, uh, I think that 
that's why we we are this kind of uh, yeah French uh, song. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you sort of keep up any classical violin playing at all? Do you do you keep that up to any degree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just at home. Just at home. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, uh, yeah. Bach, of yeah. course. Bach, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just to practice. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. when I spoke to Jean Luc, he said he found it very difficult. Like he, he always pra- he he practiced Bach every day. Uh, well, when he can, and he said that. Uh, but what he said was interesting. Is like if he practices too much classical music, his bowing, like it sort of like, sort of ruins his jazz bowing. You know, if he doesn't play, tries to play classical music too much. Like his, it's the bowing that makes a difference. So, like when he go, if he's when he goes back to playing jazz, he finds it difficult to move between the two. Do you find there's any problems with moving between classical and jazz bowing? Uh, I th- I think that uh, I I think that I play the classical music like a jazz. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when I play jazz, I dr- I think that uh, I, I I use uh, just uh, yeah. this out of the bow and uh, yeah so yeah no i don't have this kind of problem because when uh, you just when do I play you... jazz yeah i play uh... yeah yeah nice um so um you know your your band the is it your band the rp quartet yeah of course uh, it's a great it's a great band um but you got you guys basically play uh you have the the sort of lineup and the sort of and the style of playing of jazz manouche uh, gypsy jazz but you guys sort of play a lot of more bop and post-bop and mm. your own compositions how did that yeah. come about um the rp quartet is just uh, we we all come from gypsy jazz uh-huh. uh, i used to play with a lot of uh, gypsy guitarists and i i came to jazz with this kind of music yeah and that's the same for edward that's the same for remy Mm-hmm. And and uh, we used to play in this uh, in this uh, area. So it's we all have a, a big respect for these people mm-hmm. <laughs> and this music and this culture of uh, of of uh, of French gypsy yeah. culture, yeah. Yeah. French gypsy people. And uh, when we play, when we play uh, uh, for a concert, we uh, we have this culture uh, in uh, our hearts. Yeah. But but we we are we all work on uh, other kind of jazz. Yeah. Edward work on the double bass uh, with uh, with uh, in other styles uh, with other musicians. Uh, uh, Remy played Dixieland the banjo, and mm. we we all we all play other other kind of music. And when we play together, we want to play the music that we are listening in uh, in uh, in uh, <laughs> you know, in, uh, in the car when we are going yeah. to concerts or, yeah. or, or tower. And uh, and uh, every music that we are listening is always. Uh, Terrius Monk, John Coltrane, Mingus. So we t- we just take our instrument and we just play the music that we like to to hear. That makes sense. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it sounds great, man. I really I really like it. You guys I mean it seems like you have like nice, interesting ways of uh of sort of arranging those yeah. um those those tunes for the the band that you have, you know, the acoustic guitars and violin. It's oh, nice. thanks. Yeah, thanks. Really like thanks. Um so what is uh what's the main thing you're working on at the moment just in general it doesn't have to be that bad just uh the sound yeah <laughs> and uh, the time you know yeah. <laughs> the rhythm rhythm yeah. and sound <laughs> rhythm sound time and music right just everything and uh yeah the rhythm and sound yeah and you play guitar as well right yeah i play the guitar yeah do you think do you think that's helped you uh helped you in your in your violin playing? Yes. Uh, 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 that's helped to to practice on a harmonic instrument. Uh-huh. It's not uh, the guitar in it's uh, really the, to play a harmonic instrument. That can be the case with the piano. Uh-huh. Just to work with the chords and to hear the notes of the chord and the harmony. It's a uh, it's good to have to find a way to to play uh, the to play uh, some harmonic things and to play in chords, really, really yeah. uh, straight in chords in yeah. the harmony. Yeah. yeah. And do you are you someone who um, who likes to you know know what they're playing? So you know likes to to uh, consider the theory behind what they're playing uh, before they practice it or, you know, cause you know, I speak to a lot of violinists. It's like, I don't know how many I've done on here now, but it's quite a lot of violin and everyone's like different. And I'm always, I'm sometimes I'm quite surprised by like some of the people who don't ever really think about things and do things really by ear. And they never think, Oh, this is a, this is from the melodic minor scale or whatever. They don't, but they still, play to a to a certain level of complexity i'm just wondering do you are you someone who considers theory a lot knows what they're playing knows you know if you're playing something that comes if you're playing a a line that comes from the melodic minor do you know that are you have have you worked that out Uh, 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 when i play i don't think anything sure yeah Uh, so i i'm i don't know what i'm playing but yeah. of course, when I uh, when I'm listening music, sometimes I hear something strange, and uh, I'm thinking thinking about it, and I take the piano or the guitar, and what 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 was that? And I was searching the what, what was the the, the phrase, uh, yeah. what was the, the notes, what were what is the harmony, what is the thing that I heard, and um, if I understand that, I say ah okay, yeah. so, and I put that yeah. <laughs> okay, and after I take the violin, I say ah, what was that? What's that? Ah, okay, and yeah. it's okay. So, yeah, and I don't think about it after when I play. Yeah, yeah sure. Okay. Sometimes, and sometimes, sometimes it, it comes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's really like a language when you are yeah. listening uh, another language. You don't, you don't uh, learn. You cannot speak with a concept. Yeah, sure. You speak with with. Just like um, yeah. your um, your inconscient, uh, l'inconscient, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so 
that's the same thing for 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 the jazz. You can you can make an analysis of uh, a lot of things, but when you are playing, you just play. Yeah, yeah. But I guess what you say, I, I guess your answer is you sort of you like to analyze in the practice room, but you know you don't. You just play when you play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess that, that. But some people they just don't even analyze in the practice room. They'll just play. They'll use your ear and just you know. Maybe and they won't think, hey, this is this is what this is, or maybe this is what this is, you know. But um, yeah, you. It seems like you you probably have a. I guess you have a quite like a a good brain for analysis, and you maybe you can just do it and then forget about it, and you you can work it out quite quickly and just toss it out the window. You have to be patient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to you have to wait. Uh, uh, and sometimes what you what you are uh, analyzing, yeah. it never come in your in your play. Yeah. yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's okay. That's not a problem. You just you just play what you what you have uh, on the moment. Yes, yeah, that's interesting. It's a uh, it's a it's a it's a it's a nice way of of thinking. I think a lot of, I think a lot of people can get caught up in that. You know. Yeah. Trying to analyze, trying to get it in all the time. It's not coming in. Oh, yeah. I wish it was coming in. Yeah, but you have you have to you have to to think about something. You have to think about uh, what is the best thing for you. Yeah. To to on the moment to try something and discovering something that you've played before, or to try to play something that you work. Just, just uh, next day, and yeah. and, uh, and and yes, it's come, and ah, you you uh, you you do a good job, and uh, and now you can play it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just you know, the the feeling is really better when you discover something on the moment. Yeah, and it's yeah. like a, it's like a, a gift, you know. Oh wow, a new game, yeah. a new game. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's that's the good sensation of improv improvising. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's interesting. Actually, discovering things fully in in the moment and not mm. not in the practice room and getting it in. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. It's a uh, nice to chat to you. I think that's uh, I think we've done a good one. You know, uh, unless there's anything else <laughs> so you want to say. I'm really sorry for my uh, for my English, dude. Your English is great. It's better, honestly, <laughs> I literally can say like three words in French. You know, that'd be so. Wouldn't work. We're all good. Sounds great. Um, so uh, the next album of the RP Quartet oh, yeah. is uh, uh, in the twenty one February. February. Yeah. Uh, so in one week. Nice. Uh, and uh, for English people who can be uh, in Paris uh, in March, we are playing uh, the sixteenth uh, of March. Uh, the in a cafe de la danse, it's a really nice, uh, uh, nice, uh, uh, nice, uh, nice, uh, on, nice room, uh, uh, yeah, in Paris. And uh, uh, that's uh, the uh, official uh, RP Quartet concert. Nice, sounds good. Well, thanks for doing this anyway, man. Thank you. Um, yeah, and actually, and when, are you next, when are you next in London? Uh, the, there's no concert uh, in London uh, this year. Uh, yeah, not, not this year. Not yet. No. Huh. Not yet. Okay. Uh, but uh, I, I hope. Maybe. Okay, man. Yeah. Nice, man. Nice to chat. So, see you. See you, man.
Thanks for listening to the Jazz Violin Podcast. You've been listening to me, Matt Holborn, and Bastian Ribot. Um, you should check out his band, the RP Quartet. If you haven't heard them already, they're amazing. They've just got a new album out. Um, and uh, yeah, just find them on the internet. RP Quartet, they're amazing. Check them out. So, blah, blah, blah. If you want to be a patron of the podcast, do so via the links underneath or just type in www.patreon.com forward slash jazz violin podcast. Um, yeah, if you want to help out, that would be amazing. That's everything. Bye!